When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Retirez-vous de ce royaume terrestre Cherchez le royaume supérieur et réchauffe ton esprit dans la lune sous l'eau. And welcome to the warm timbers and the warm tombra of the moon underwater. Yes, the timbers here in this pub do have a tombra all of their own. And I'm delighted to say that that tombra is reverberating around the ear holes of the one Mr. Lovely, Mr. Robin Allender, uh, who joins me at the bar this evening. (laughs) What, Robin? I just said hello, but you hadn't finished introducing me. Well, it's because introductions are a very important part of life here in the correct realm. You have to give everything fitting pomp, circumstance and regalias therein. Mm. Have you finished this? No. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's, it's... There's something about... The word hallowed is often bandied around when people discuss the moon underwater. It's a hallowed tavern. It's got hallowed cellars. But an introduction must be hallowed as well. So hello to you. Hello, good. All hallows eve to thee. There's a band called Timber Tombra. Is there really? Yeah, you might like them. I might do indeed. Have you noticed the clocks are going back, Robin? More than normal. Well, they're just running backwards. Yes, they are. Yes, I like that. Yeah. They're sort of um, inching us into our own pasts as we sit here. <laughs> yeah, I like it. It is quite nice knowing that you're getting younger and you're about to perhaps return to a happier time. Like Benjamin Button. Never gets old. Yes. I've never seen it, really. No, me, ne- me neither. Me neither. I wonder how Benjamin Button would get on in the moon underwater. Yeah. He Well, he... He'd get in and then he wouldn't be allowed to be served after a bit of time. Yeah, but because the clocks are going back, he'd be getting older. Oh, yeah, right. So it'd have a reverse effect. Yeah, so he'd just be normal. He'd just be a regular chap. 
best place for him. Yeah. Uh, Robert, do you like some of the Japanese screens uh, I've installed in the Moon Underwater with their sort of silhouetted cuts? I do like them, but you know what happens when I see a screen like that? What? I th- I think of the witches and hiding behind one and being oh, find out, found out, being found out by the Grand High Witch. Oh, well, don't you worry, because the nice thing about these is because they've got these sort of silhouette figures on the front. There are also actual silhouettes moving in and amongst them. So it's sort of shadows beyond shadows. Yeah. And and that's that's what I'm looking for, really, as a mood tonight. Sort of shadows within shadows beyond shadows. Yes, the shadow within and the shadow without. Anyway, can I get you a couple of pairs of pints, mate? Yes, sure. Yeah, I'll have... Um one eternal, one temporary, one fleeting, and one ethereal. Okay, coming right up for you. Uh, <laughs> how's your week been in pubs, Rob? Yeah, it's not bad, yeah. Um, we had a fun night with Al from Al's Kitchen. We did, didn't we? We cooked a curry in Al's Kitchen. Yeah, big, big night for John. I'm sure by the time this goes out, the video will be on YouTube, I think, so you can have a look yes, at that. Yes, definitely. John cooking some paneer for Al and me providing a bit of music. (laughs) Great night. Yeah, and we went to the pub afterwards. And it was interesting because it was in South London. And we're walking to this pub and Al said, oh, the closest one's uh, an O'Neill's. And I sort of thought, you know what? It was like a Monday night, so I'm sure it'd be fine. And it was. It was really nice. Yeah. But right next to it was what looked like a more traditional Irish pub. And, uh, and and I said, oh, well, but what about this one? And I think Al said something like, oh, no, I think it might be a bit rough. And me and Robin both looked at each other as if to go, we want to go in that one. <laughs> yeah, we did. I didn't mind O'Neill's, though. It was nice. No, perfectly functional. Speaking of perfectly functional pubs, yeah. for six years now, I come into London to Marlebone, And it's such a nice station because it's very quiet and one pretty chilled. Uh, it's got a Pret, it's got an M&S. It's also got a little sort of sports bar attached to it. Yeah, it does. And it's got an upper crust, which I like. And last night, was there was a very strange happenstance where I was, I was either going to make my train by the skin of my teeth or have to wait half an hour. And I thought, well, if you miss it, don't worry, because you can... You can try out that sports bar you've never been to. It's like a, called a fire and grill or something like that. Oh, right, yeah. But anyway, it was about 24 minutes past and I had three minutes and I thought, no, you can make the train. So I sort of man- I managed to make the train with about 90 seconds to spare. And then I realised I was on the wrong train. Oh. I was on the train to Oxford. and mm, Could have been the start of an adventure. <laughs> I managed to get off the train. And I thought, like, the universe has engineered it so that I have to stay for half an hour in Marlebone Station. So I went to this pub with quite low expectations. And it's a sort of weird mix because it's a a train station pub. It's like all humanity is there. It's people waiting for trains. It's people who have missed their trains. It's people on sort of a night out having one more before they return home. Yes. And I ordered a pint of Guinness... And it's extra cold. And I was thinking, I'm going to hate this, but, you know, I've got half an hour to kill. It was one of the best poured pints of Guinness I've ever experienced. Wow. And if it hadn't have been extra cold, I would say it was one of the nicest pints of Guinness I'd ever had. It was two or three degrees too cold. But it was just, 
it was quite nice to be in a place where you think, oh, they probably just aren't that fussed about the sort of quality of their beers and stuff. I don't know why I say that, but just because it was, it's sort of, it's not a very characterful bar. There were about 50 screens. They were playing the football commentary like mega loud. So it wasn't a particularly nice place to go and have a chat. But I went up to the barman before I left and said, just want to say you poured a superb pint of Guinness there. <laughs> yeah. And he said, he said, thanks. And then I went home. <laughs> Do you think that's like um, because your expectations were kind of low that it was that that helped it be better? Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah And also because yeah. it was sort of a, it was almost like a little secret half hour in the pub that I wasn't meant to have. I like it. That's very nice. Uh, but Robin, what, what mists have you availed yourself of today? Well, there have been some tremendous mists coming in, um, just blowing right through the door. We've got another great misheard beer names. Well, we remember, we're talking about nicknames for drinks and things like that. We've got a good one here from Jen from Malden, Essex, home of the Battle of Malden and Malden Salt. Misheard beer name. My dad was on a pub tour of the Norfolk Broads a few years ago all school friends who are now in their 70s, and at the end of the week, one of his friends saw the pump clip for Adnam's ghost ship and exclaimed, oh, I thought you'd been asking for goat shit all week. (laughs) So now now we only ever ask for goat shit and are always served with a good pint of Adnam's ghost ship, no questions asked. Thanks for the moon underwater. We're always debating our own choices. Now we're back meeting in pubs. Thanks, Jen. Like that, like goat shit. So is Jen saying that they ask for a goat shit and the bartender is in on the joke? Or is she saying they're saying it under their breath, like David Brent says, wank you very much, under his breath and hoping no one notices? Yeah, I wonder if they refer to it internally as goat shit. And then in order to, because it is a very nice beer, in order to respect it and the bar staff, I think they probably say ghost ship at the bar. Sure. Because you would you would say, oh, I'll have a pint of Sam Nigel, but you wouldn't then say to the barman, I'll have a pint of Sam Nigel, would you? Because they just stare at you. I know, I have asked for a pint of Simon, uh, meaning Amstel, uh, in a pub, and uh, yeah, I was given rightfully short shrift. Yeah. Um, another missed in here from John Holtham. Like, he's given us a surname. I like it. Morning. I tend to listen to the pod as I drift off to sleep. Not because you're not interesting, but because it's more of a gentle listen than most. Like that. Like the way we're kind of uh, helping people get to the pub of the pub of dreams. Anyway, the pub you get to in your dream. Do you have a pub you th- often dream about, John? Do you know what? I'm. You dream about pubs a lot. Yeah. I don't dream a huge amount about pubs unless often I have sort of an- toilet anxiety dreams about going to the toilet in the pub and it's just like a urinal on the wall in front of everyone in the main bar or you sort of need a, a special toilet and someone goes, oh, it's just there. And they point to like a toilet next to them. Yeah, yeah. I, and you're yeah, like, but I can't. That. I know. And so, yeah, John writes, anyway, I keep hearing the Southampton Arms get mentioned and it always startles me awake. I live directly next door to the pub and the only other time I get abruptly awoken is when they're clanging barrels around in the cellar. It's a great pub, but they don't half make some noise down there. Anyway, if you do swing by, I'd love to buy you guys a pint in there. Tim Key probably deserves an invite too. That's interesting, because I used to live next to a pub in Bristol, the Adam and Eve, sadly no longer with us. And I used to quite like the noise, you know, the noise of the em- emptying the bottles into the bin. Oh, that's. I think that's one of the most unpleasant sounds in, in England. In England. <laughs> Those massive <laughs> wheelie bins of bottles being poured out, and they're always being emptied 
like at half eleven at night or five thirty in the morning. No, you're not allowed to do them at that those times. Oh, Maybe it's just and, the way. And th- you and do you think that Her Majesty's police are enforcing that law, Robin? Do you? How naive. <laughs> well, I just think that you'd you'd get complaints from neighbours. But whenever the Adam and Eve did it, it was like a kind of sun, mid-Sunday morning and it would just get carried gently on the breeze. So maybe it's just to do with being at the right distance from it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not sure that's t- a noise that is carried gently on the breeze. Well, it depends how far you are away. I saw a great tweet recently that said, all music is ambient music if you're far enough away from it. Yes, that's a good point. So, you know, even an unpleasant noise, if it's carried on a really nice breeze, it's actually not that bad. Well, there's a dog barking outside uh, the moon underwater right now. I don't know if that's uh, transverberating through the atoms. No, I can't hear that. I have to say, I find the sound of dogs barking unacceptable at any distance or any time of day in any circumstance. Okay. That's how Brian Eno came up with his ambient series of albums he was in hospital and he heard a radio being played all the way down the corridor and he liked the way it sounded from a distance you know so he thought i'll try and do an album that's like that anyway that's nice dear yeah that's nice dear. <laughs> i i think the sound of bottles being emptied was tarnished for me one year i was performing at the edinburgh festival at the pleasance and i was in a porter cabin that was right on the edge of the main beer garden and my show was like 7.20 to 8.20. And I would say through the course of the show every night, they emptied a wheelie bin of bottles uh, once every 12 minutes. Jesus. So that's five times during the show that you would have <laughs> a line ruined by the sound of bottles being emptied into a, into a wheelie bin. <laughs> and it just goes on for so long, the sound. Yeah, it's a long sound. Anyway, and we've had another great missed in. This is from Catherine. Within, and she's got the subject northeast pubs. Oh, someone on Twitter actually pointed out about. I've mentioned going to Almouth uh, a couple of weeks ago, and they pointed out on Twitter that locals actually call it Allenmouth. And I've been going there for twenty years and only just found that out. So there we go, going up to Allenmouth later this year. Anyway, northeast pubs. I thought you may like to have a look at a recent list of the best pubs in the northeast compiled by our local newspaper. The pub that came top sounds like somewhere you'd both enjoy, and best of all for John, it's in Durham. It's called the Station House, and it's certainly somewhere that reveals itself. And so this is from the local newspaper. A wedge-shaped pub in the shadow of the railway viaduct opened in 2015 by camera members. It is very friendly with a back-to-basics approach and an emphasis on conversation. A changing range of beer and cider is served directly through a hatch from the cold room. Hand pumps have recently been installed with gravity remaining an option. A dark beer is always available and an extra beer is often added at weekends. Raining Branch City Cider Pub of the Year. Closed on Mondays. Don't need to add that. <laughs> Fucking hell. Sorry. I think you do need to add that. Closed you do need Mondays. to add that it's closed on Mondays. Because what if you made a special trip out there and it was closed? Yeah, so, yeah you're right. It's closed on Mondays. Keep pubbing. Much love, Catherine. And honestly, the photo is quite extraordinary. It's literally under a, a railway bridge. And it it's, it looks sort of quite magical, really. Very kind of winding your way around there. It looks great. I'd love to. I'd love to go back to Durham. I think I've said before, Victoria is one of my favourite pubs of all time. So it's called the Station House. Yes. Oh, it's got a very basic exterior, which I like. I like under the railway arches, though. Oh, 
it looks like it's it looks like you know one of those um sort of hyper realist paintings where they sort of put a spaceship in the middle of a sort of 18th century scene i mean i'll say yes yeah uh it looks like that it looks like it's just sort of been put there yes i like that there's something of the weasley's house about it maybe there is something of the weasley's about it robin (laughs) great anyway further mists robin no that's it that's the last mist well, thank you so much for all your mist, folks. Uh, you can send it to john at moonunderpod.com on any pub-based topic you like. Head to moonunderpod.com. It's Sen. It's Sen uh, to find out about supporting us on Patreon. But I must get this pub ship-shape and Bristol fashion for this week's guest. So we'll see you back in one moment hence. Robin, can you hear the sound of, I think it's wind instruments or sort of flautists? Would you say flautists or flirtists? I can hear an oboe. I can hear an oboe as well, come to think of it, and and about half a clarinet, but it's playing, it's just drifting down the street. Um, they've put up, well, it's not really bunting, it's more sort of these these floating, glowing... It's either glowworms or lights, but there must be some kind of procession down the street. And got to be. I'm gonna I'm gonna pop to the window and look out because I can only imagine that the uh, the alleyway that the moon underwater has uh, appeared on this evening must be celebrating the arrival of this week's guest. So I'll just whack the old noggin up against the panes. <laughs> oh, there he is! There he is coming to the door. And in he comes, it's the trademark footsteps of stand-up comedian and actor Tommy Tin. And hello, Tommy. Well, men, how are you? Oh, not too bad. Welcome to the moon underwater and all the better for having you within it. Oh, no, no finer place to be of a digital evening. No, a digital evening. That's a lovely turn of phrase, actually. That's all I do. Some people work with wood, others with the human body. I just, I'm a, uh, I work with phrases. I remember seeing you once, I think it was at a festival, I think it was at Latitude. That was outdoors, was it in a tent? It was in a big old tent. Yes. And you had a lovely turn of phrase uh, where, and I'm probably now going to misquote it, but you said, we are all just concrete and dancing. No, Do you remember that? No, no, we're, we're all just concrete and dancing. Mm. I don't think that was me, but what? A, no, it, was, what it was definitely you, because or, or it was music and concrete or stuff. Just completely fucked yeah. up, telling a comedian <laughs> their own stuff. I think it may have been improvised. Uh, we were all just corn crakes and prancing. Mm. Is that what it would be? <laughs> no, I'm just trying to guess now. I, we were all just corn flakes. <laughs> And Hanson, the band Hanson. It was corn, yeah. it was cornflakes and Hanson. That was it. Yeah, wow. My one of my early albums. I will remember the digital, the digital evening. So good. Well, Tommy, you you are as a comedian, someone who you have a way with words like most comedians could only dream of. And well, that's not true. I, I, my notion of it is that stand-ups are probably closer to poets 
than we are to writers. Because I think we, we work with short phrases, short rhythmic phrases. And we're all so aware of, of how rhythm affects a laugh. So I, I would lean more towards that kind of thing. And that every one of us who's doing stand-up works within the confines of rhythm and word. More, more so than a novelist. But I think we're all... I don't think we're. I don't think we're good poets, <laughs> uh, but I do think that's that's we're kind of um, we're kind of gypsy poets. You know, we're kind of um, unscholared, unhinged, outdoor people compared to say cloistered bookworms, like an actual poet might be. We're not Seamus Heaney. We're not Ted Hughes. We're not even Pam Ayres. I think we are. We're more like just, just some just kind of lunatic who stands on the on the corner of a street, just kind of shouting at lorries, or or, or or trying to punch McDonald's back to America. I think I think that's that's our uh, oeuvre. Where 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 did you grow up, and what was the sort of pub landscape there? Because we're we're going to uh, begin creating Tommy Tiernan's dream pub. So I would I was born. Right up in the north of Ireland, uh, a place called Donegal, uh, right up at the top. Next stop, Reykjavik. And you're talking about rural Ireland in the late 1960s. Bars would have been very ordinary, very wooden, uh, very male-dominated places, open all hours, just kind of a, a wonderfully Hungarian that's the only way <laughs> I can just describe it. I don't know what you mean, but I don't at the same time. It's great. <laughs> and then I moved to Africa. I lived in Africa from the age of three to the age of six. And I, I, I wasn't a big man for the pubs back then. <laughs> I, maybe I, I had, um, there were two people who worked around the house. One was uh, a man called Jonas and the other was a, a woman called Jennifer. And they both lived out in the bush. Now, what that means is that we lived in a small town called Kabwe in Zambia. And living in the bush, like it was a small, <laughs> Kabwe was a small town to start with. But living in the bush meant you left the small town and just drove on a dirt track until you came to kind of a village of mud huts. And this is where they lived. And the kind of drinking they did there was, <laughs> I mean, it was fairly intense. Uh, might not necessarily be alcohol, but fairly intense social life. And then I lived in London, in around Tooting, uh, and then I lived in Athlone, a couple of different towns in Ireland. And so I've been kind of on the road since the get go, really, and been touring as a stand up since 1996. So I've uh, been a life of constant, practically constant motion. Wow! And you've been, but you've been in Galway for a, a few years for a long then. time. Yeah, I've been yeah. in Galway for 30 years. Um, and uh, I love it here. And Galway's a big drinking city. Galway's uh, be famous for its bars, you know. Uh, I I have a little house on a on an island off the west coast of Ireland. And what I I love going out there. I love drinking in the morning out there because <laughs> it nobody passes any remarks on you. It's the type of place where you can go into the bar at nine o'clock in the morning and ask for a double whiskey, and they don't even they don't even say good morning to you. They just, they just put the drink in front of you. And it's just, it's fantastic. So I'm just wondering, as a travelling Irish comedian, are you often sort of confronted in various places with, 
with the cliche of the Irish pub goer holding court in a pub. Is that something that people have imparted on you, have sort of projected on you, or is that something that you feel is is a part of of you and you, and your background? No, it, rarely holding court. Uh, often in the corner, plotting a murder, <laughs> <laughs> like in the in a bar in New York or in Brisbane, just in the dark part. Just I'll kill him. I'm going to kill him. Um, but not not holding court. No. Um, I do a lot of shows in hotels in Ireland and sometimes people are a bit curious as to how they work. They're really just like big bars. You go into the function room of a hotel and people have been there for a 21st, they've been there for a funeral, they've been there for a wedding. They're from, it is the new town hall and there's a big bar there. They're used to getting drunk there. And they're the most life-affirming rooms that I play in Ireland uh, because of the access to alcohol and comfort and familiarity. The worst types of rooms are... I've done a couple of tours uh, in Canada and America and Australia and you can end up in these kind of concert halls that are d- designed for orchestras and they're as dry and as posh and as all the odds are against you from the very beginning, you know. But no, I've never been... I, I, that cliche... Dylan Moran had a great line years ago which was, uh, the best way to defeat a cliche is to embrace it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So that, that, that thing of holding court now wouldn't ring true for me at all. Mm. I've... um. I was lucky enough to play a gig in Galway about 10 or so years ago and stayed there for a couple of days. And we played at the Rasheen Dove. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's an amazing place because during the sound check, I could walk off the stage and walk to the bar and order a drink because that's how small the venue was, <laughs> just with my guitar lead still plugged into the amp and still playing. And it was just a brilliant, an amazing venue. And they get really good bands playing there. And had a couple of days there and also went to, is it Monroe's on the corner? Oh, yeah, totally, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. where they had tr- traditional music and I just, I could have lived there, to be honest, but... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's, a, it's, a, it's a little place, the town that I live in, but it has great life in it, you know. Um, and Galway, because of where it's situated on the West Coast, has always had to be open to strangers, so it's one of those places, I don't know if maybe Bristol or Brighton or Liverpool are kind of like that in the UK, where the port is so important and earning money from people who come into the port, that's how it would have started. And then uh, being a big market town for the, for the whole west of Ireland and then becoming uh, a kind of a university town. So for generations, Galway people have had to know how to welcome the stranger. Mm. Um, and that's why it's socially it's so good now. I'm taking April off to basically drive around Ireland and uh, I'm going to Galway. So I, I hope that they are welcoming to strangers in Kia Sportages with their golf clubs in their boot. <laughs> the odds are stacked against you. Um. <laughs> so, uh, Tommy, what, uh, what sort of pub are you going to create this evening? It, will it be a pub of your youth or of your travels of my imagination a bar of my mind mm. yeah so it'll be there'll be it'll be a bar with no straight lines in it for a start so however the it'll be entirely wooden but nothing straight so everything crooked it'll be populated mainly by women and men who are not a threat to me <laughs> no that's the dr- that's the dream pub scenario <sighs> yeah sex workers 
uh, the women will be sex workers but I'm not interested in any of them so there's kind of they're lovely to look at but there's no tension no tension at all (laughs) (laughs) so it is a bar without straight lines or any sort of sexual intent it is a bar it's also in the middle of the woods and there's a hole in the floor (laughs) and what's going on in the hole or does it just need fixing no, 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 I don't mean, I don't mean an actual hole. I mean a kind of like a uh, uh, a trapdoor oh. hole. And uh, if you like, you can go into the underworld. Oh, I don't mind that. And is there another pub in the underworld <laughs> underneath the bar? There's just there's a tunnel. It's just pubs are, all the way down. And there are caves. Oh, nice. <laughs> there's half man, half horse. There's a half woman, half seagull. There's a dog with a monkey's head. All these strange creatures, and every now and again, in the in there I am in the bar, with all my sex worker lady friends and men who are not a threat to me, and the trap door will open and a minotaur will come up from the underworld and just have a coke, <laughs> not speak to anybody, and then go back. <laughs> now, not only will there be a uh, a hole in the ground, there will also be. Now, the bar is, we're deep in the woods. We're so deep in the woods, nobody has, and so dark where we are, that nobody is really, the the pub hasn't been exposed in the sense that you walk towards it, it's dark when you get there, you can't really see the shape of it. Do you know those kind of places you can see there's a light in the window, but you can't really see how big it is. The left of it is dark, the right of it is dark, the top of it is dark. So when you're inside having a few drinks, you notice that not only is there a trapdoor on the floor, but there's also a trapdoor in the ceiling. And in the same way that the trapdoor in the floor leads you to the underworld, the trapdoor in the roof leads you to the upper world. And up there are beings mainly composed of light, women with wings on the side of their faces, all types of, <laughs> all types of angel creatures. And at any moment, you can go down or you can go up or a creature from one of those two worlds can come down or go up. So that's that would be my... It's And the bar also, it only serves one drink. <laughs> it's a white, flavourless liquid that has no name. But it is... <laughs> But it's phenomenally potent. Is your... <laughs> this is a scary place. <laughs> do, do you think your pub with its underworld and its higher realm is sort of represents what can happen when you drink? Sometimes you go down into the underworld. Ah, sometimes you maybe. ascend to the beings of light. Well spotted, Doctor. <laughs> well spotted. Look at you taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so apart from the potent, flavourless white liquid that is served. <laughs> it's also free. It's also free. Free uh, white liquid. Is it the yeah. same on all three levels? Is there only one barrel, kind of with three different pumps? Or do you get a slightly no, 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 different No, 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 there's no... no when, you, when you leave the pub and go into the underworld, I mean, like I said, you are in a tunnel full of caves. Oh, yeah. And yeah. when you leave in the, the upper world, you are in on a sort of a... You're, you're kind of... You're trapped in a large rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you're right, you're right. It was a stupid question. Sorry. So, <laughs> cop on! Jesus Christ! <laughs> How, how clear do I have to make it? (laughs) 
Hello, we have this superb podcast called We Didn't Start the Fire, the only podcast started by Billy Joel. It is the most original, fascinating, and random way to learn the story of the 20th century. Oh, pretty darned random. And we are joined by some pretty incredible guests. I only wrote stuff that I wanted to hear. If it turned out to be a hit, it was pure dumb luck. With me, Katie Puckrick. And me, Tom Fordyce. This is We Didn't Start the Fire, the only podcast started by me, Billy Joel. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. What two draft items do you want, as well as your flavourless, potent white liquid that's free? What two draft items? I'm not bothered about those. One definitely has com- is composed, though, of dandelions, beet, honey and electricity. That would be the first one. Is that beet as in uh, beetroot or beet as in the beat of a song? Again, you're tripping me up with details here <laughs> that there's, 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 no, there's no need for us to get hung up on. I would say beet, the, the plant. And the second one then is a... It's kind of made from melted blankets. It's a dark, dour, stout-coloured liquid. Very, very difficult to drink. Um, so, but me- not not melted like in a disturbing way, like you might see after a house fire. Sort of, is it? Are they warmed into into liquid form? I don't know. I've never seen a melted blanket. I imagine they would be consumed in a fire. Uh, I'm talking about this would be, be like a tar-like tar-like. liquid tar-like okay right. cool that's good yeah. tar-like liquid but very sweet like mead sweet so as mead, mead. Right. so so far just to recap we've got a, 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 a draft liquid composed of dandelions beet and electricity yes and I mean you can have fosters if you want you, you know <laughs> and also a tar-like drink with the consistency of melted blankets but it's sweet like mead yeah you kind of more like a more like a, a uh, an unpleasant soup. Okay, I'll just add that more. <laughs> the kind of soup you get served if you're crossing Mongolia by foot, 
and uh, <laughs> got seduced into a yurt by a couple of reindeer hunters. Served Am I making any sense here? <laughs> Mongolia on foot. Well, that's the draft items uh, dealt with. Uh, what are you? What are your two bottled or canned choices, Tommy? Bottles or cans? I think we'd have something tremendously sugary and non-alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, uh, probably from caramelised onions. Ooh, <laughs> that could be quite a nice drink. Like, that would, might taste a bit like gravy. Yes, a kind of a, a light gravy. A light a easy gravy. gravy. Like a fizzy gravy. Fizzy, fizzy, fizzy gravy. Fizzy light gravy. I mean, now you say it, it's amazing no one's come up with this before. Carbonated gravy. <laughs> yeah. And the, the other one then, um, do you have hula hoops in England? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. So I, I would like, uh, uh, the other one would be a combination of sparkling water and hula hoops. Okay. So is, are they mixed together or are they sort of hula hoops Sort of immersed in sparkling water. It's it's the it's a it's a can full of adventures. So they are not merged together. They are uh, separate. Hula hoops. What flavour hula hoops? Death. De- death flavour. Death flavour. Okay. Okay. A lot of people say wine. Uh, <laughs> that's fine. So, in in Tommy Tiernan's dream pub with no straight lines, it's entirely wooden and it's full with women and men who are not a threat to him. It's in the middle of the no, 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 no. The women could pose a threat if they put their mind to it. Yes, but I'm just I'm like the main thing about the women is that they're beautiful, but there's no sexual tension. Okay, uh, there's. There's a trapdoor in the floor that leads to the underworld and sometimes a minotaur comes out of the trapdoor to get a coke, but the minotaur is also not threatening. No. Um, but uh, there's also a trapdoor in the ceiling which leads to a higher realm uh, where you can ascend uh, and there are beings made of light and women with wings on wings their cheeks. On their... Yeah, yeah. And a potent white flavourless liquid is available in the pub. <laughs> but uh, Not only is it available, it's compulsory. It's compuls- a compulsory. Wow, yeah. uh, and on draft, we have a sweet mead-like tar consistency drink of melted blankets. And we have a drink con- composed of dandelions, beets and electricity. I think there might have been a fourth ingredient that I've missed there. Doesn't, Doesn't matter. matter. Doesn't matter. I think we've, we've enough. But also, just to, just to uh, let you know that... that everybody's underworld and upper world are entirely peculiar to themselves. So I might go down into the underworld and be chased by a half donkey, half priest. You might go into the underworld and be either soothed or harangued by a different type of creature altogether. So it's all, it's individual. It's an individually imagined place. You're you're in your own private hell or heaven. Yes, Absolutely, yeah. And are the things that happen in the underworld always sort of broadly unpleasant, and the things that happen in the upper world always sort of broadly pleasant? I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't limit them to that to pleasant or unpleasant. I would just say both places are quite challenging. Challenging, yeah, (laughs) challenging. (laughs) Love it, and would give you something to think about. Well, speaking of challenging, uh, every week at the Moon Underwater, we have a quiz. And the quiz master is here. It's the lovely Robin Allender. So, Robin, please take over with the Moon Underwater pub quiz. 
Okay, everybody, pens out, eyes down, it's time for the quiz. He played for Zimbabwe, but he was born in South Africa. I know Alaska is bigger, that wasn't the question. Put your phone away. Right, Michael Jackson's Funky Monkey had been deducted five points. Welcome to this week's Moon Underwater Pub Quiz. No phones, no Googling, just pure fun. Three questions and the answers in part two. And this week's quiz is famous sporting quotations. I will read out a quotation and you have to tell me which sports person or sports commentator said those words. How are, you, are you a fan of the pub quiz, Tommy? Oh, yes, yes. Um, uh, love pub quizzes. I... Uh... <laughs> I love winning them. Nice. Uh, and, and I love taking part. Great. Well, let's see how well we all get in on in with these questions. Okay, so three quotations. Quotation one. It's, it's fairly easy. Grass grows, birds fly, waves pound the sand. I beat people up. That's the first quotation there. Okay. Tiger Woods? <laughs> <laughs> okay, quotation two. No. Well, no. we'll do the answers in the next next bit. But it, do, you, do you want me to hold the answers in my mind? Or yeah, hold them in the hold them in your mind. I, I mean, as you would in a normal pub quiz. Let's 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 let's. My mind is <laughs> packed now, so if, if sometimes a phrase slips out because there's no yeah. room. Yeah. Quotation two: When Alexander of Macedonia was thirty-three, he cried salt tears because there were no more worlds to conquer. Eric Bristow is only twenty-seven. That's quotation two. Okay. Quotation three, there's actually a few of them. Which former football player, manager and commentator said the following? They're the second best team in the world and there's no higher praise than that. <laughs> he also said, I don't think there's anyone bigger or smaller than Maradona. <laughs> he also said... Well, I guess that's um, true in a sense, in a literal yeah, and it, metaphorical true, but yeah. literal. He also said, he's using his strength and that is his strength. <laughs> And he also said, I know what is around the corner. I just don't know where the corner is. But the onus is on us to perform and we must control the bandwagon. <laughs> so there's there's a few quotes from the man there. Was he speaking in code to the Russians or something? <laughs> he might have been. Um, and this person was a what? A former footballer? Football manager. player, manager and commentator, yeah. Okay. So those are the three uh, sports players and commentators. So those are your three questions. Very good luck. Thank you very much to Robin and also for uh, Tommy Tin and for creating the first section of his dream pub like no other. Before we leave you, just a reminder that you can go to moonunderpod.com to find out about many more ways to interact with this wonderful pub as well as supporting it on Patreon. And Tommy, you are on tour. Where are you on tour and where can people find out about him? What's it called? Well, I wouldn't like people to be limited by geography. So, tomorrow I'm in Castlebar. <laughs> okay, so nice. by the time this uh, recording reaches you... <laughs> I don't want people to be limited by the time continuum. Yeah, time or space are irrelevant here, you know. So, uh, what I will say is this. Last week I was in Dublin, and if you could make it, that'd be fantastic. Lovely stuff. <laughs> so, if you couldn't make it uh, to see Tommy in Dublin, we do hope you enjoyed the show. Or if you were able to go to Castle Bar, maybe maybe tell tell a tale of how the gig was to your former self. Uh, but we will join you back for part two very soon. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.